This episode of Rockcast is brought to you by Rock sponsor IT OneSource. Any IT products and services solutions can be acquired through IT OneSource. Connect with them today at rockrms.com slash sponsors. Welcome to another special edition of Rockcast, the podcast that lets you know what's going on behind the scenes with Spark Development as we build Rock RMS, the product and the community. I'm Emily Foreman. We have John Edmiston here. And today we have a very special guest, the operations pastor of New Spring Church, Michael Mulligan. Welcome, hey. Michael. Uh, glad to be here. Excited to, let's have a conversation. Yeah, let's glad do. You're here. And here we are on site at New Spring with mm-hmm. you. It's the middle of the Rock Conference RX 2019, um, and we've taken a little break to get some time with you and so that you can share some of the wisdom behind you, the ministry that you've been running all this time and, and a little bit about your insights into your perspective in the Rock community. Mm-hmm. And we're just really thankful for all you've done for the community and, and interested to learn a little more today. Yeah, well, hey, I'm excited to be able to be here and just to be a part. And we're excited to, have, to host the Rock Conference this year. I mean, it's been amazing to be able to see the community that we have in the rock community. I mean, it's, you know, I can remember five years ago, or I think it was five years mm-hmm. ago was the very first one in Phoenix, I believe. Yep. The, um, and I think is the next year's is back in Phoenix. Back in Phoenix. So, yep. uh, five years. Yep. The, um, but just thinking about the, maybe the 75, 80 people that were there that mm-hmm. for that very first one and then seeing what it's grown to, it's really amazing to be able to experience the growth that we've seen in rock and just see all the churches that are involved. I didn't do a count of the number of breakout individual churches and breakout sessions, but that was one. That's one of the things I've seen on the schedule. It's really cool. Is normal. It's not really just you know rock staff people or mm-hmm. Spark Development staff mm-hmm. people doing these. Most of them are being hosted by a church that's you know just a part of the community that's contributing and just uh, helping build other churches, which is just part of my passion. I just love. I just love that. So it's been really cool to be able to see that. Yeah, and we have to thank you not only for hosting, but I mean, New Spring and yourself have been such a supporter of us from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, when I say beginning, I mean, we were just pouring the first pieces of code. H- how did you guys originally find us? So I can tell you that, so I, I was in industry for a while, for 14 years, and I felt a call into ministry. And whenever I felt that call into ministry, I really felt specifically like, like the Lord was calling me to to help the church with technology. Mm-hmm. Now, what's interesting about that is I was not a technologist, and even what I did in the industry had nothing to do really with technology. Technology was more of a hobby, but I really felt it was something that God had put on my life that I was supposed to take a next step. So so I, I take that step from industry, move on to staff, on to a church, and I start thinking about, okay, so if I want to, you know, the church and technology intersect, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. So then I start looking at our systems, looking at our processes, looking at what current technology we're using and recognize that, or I recognize very quickly that if we were going to be able to grow as a church, we were going to have to figure some things out on the technology mm-hmm. front, just just for sheer efficiency of helping people take next steps and resourcing our pastors so they could be more effective at, at doing the work of the ministry. Um so whenever I looked at the existing uh, church management system we had, I knew that it wasn't going to be adequate in order for us to 
to move you know more into the future so honestly we were looking at potentially developing our own church management platform and when we were doing this investigations and stuff uh, a guy a, a mutual friend that had a connection with you guys mm-hmm. and was on staff at new spring said hey you need to call this guy before we start you know uh developing our own system and that's whenever he gave me your number john and then in january of 2012 you know we met up for the first time and it was like I said. I, I feel like I really was called in the ministry to help the church with technology, but not knowing much about technology, and then being in a meeting with you and recognizing just the wealth of knowledge that you had. To me, in, in my quiet time the next morning, I just felt an immediate peace. Like, hey, this is what we're supposed to step into, and this is what we're supposed to do. We're not supposed to try and do something on our own. One thing that I loved about it was in the room that I think there were four churches represented, if I remember right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I love the idea of the church working together to help further a mission. Because so many times it feels like the work the church doesn't work together. And this was a particularly mm-hmm. a, a partnership between some different churches on opposite coast of the U.S. You know, so we were separated by, I don't know, 2,500 miles or something like that. But it was like, God, you know, if you can do something in this, wouldn't it be amazing? So that's kind of how we jumped right in. And then that was 2012. So. Seven years later, man, we're sitting here in one of our little conference rooms and talking about what God is doing with all the churches that are here. It's been amazing. It is amazing. And, and that was one of the core values from the very beginning is we didn't, you know, we were working at CCV. We didn't want to do it alone either. We didn't want to have it be a one church thing. We wanted to get as many churches from the very beginning uh, as possible. But I think the unique thing that I saw and I see is that when we talk to people back then, even now, you know, they have ideas, they have passion, but it rarely sticks for as long. You know, next year it's something else. And, and then the year after that's again, a, another thing. But you've been so consistent in, in your uh, vision. And I think that's been what's been unique in your support for Rock is this, it goes back all the way from the beginning and it never failed, even though it took lots of years. I mean, you, mm-hmm. we didn't have something for you guys to use for several years. That's how big the project was, but you're, you never wavered in your support. Uh, and your vision always stayed, you know, the same. It's interesting that I, I was I was told whenever I got into this that things are going to cost twice as much and take twice as long <laughs> as you know as you start. So I remember us talking that we're going to have something in two years. Mm-hmm. So that would have been 2014. We didn't launch to 2016, so mm-hmm. it took twice as long. I don't know if it was twice as much, but it uh, it did, it always just takes a little longer than what you expect in this in this particular round, you know, of, of trying to of development that kind of thing, but. But, you know, I, I, I even think about Terry and what he talked about, you know, the Simon Sinek, you know, know mm-hmm. your why. Mm-hmm. The reason why I feel like that it hasn't changed very much for me is because I really do feel like I know why God put me on this earth and what I'm supposed to be doing. And that hasn't changed. Now, I think the platforms may change sometimes. The mm-hmm. ideas that we use, they change. But really, I really do feel called mm-hmm. that. This idea of technology in the church is something that, that I have a strong passion for. So when I see something like Rock that's so extensible and really is, uh, I think you've used the term, hey, we've made it around the globe one time. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's what, mm-hmm. I, I think you've said something yep. like that before. Yep. We really haven't even gotten started yet. Right. You know, we've got the basic features that are, that, are, that, that provide a, a great experience for the users of Rock. But what we're dreaming about is so much more than what we have right now. Mm-hmm. And whenever I think about that type of stuff, it it, it, it it helps me not to veer off from the why that I have because I see the potential there. I see how much opportunity that we have. So 
No, so man, I'm just excited. Even whenever you're rolling out the the version 10, or I guess we're on nine right now, but version 10, or nine will be rolling out soon. No, or, ten, yeah, ten, nine's out, 10's coming in the next week. Okay, that's In terms right. of beta t- alpha t- testing. Yep, yep. As so, of the recording of this podcast. Okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm always terrible at that. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, hey, we may be on 12 by the time. Right. We're wasting hey, now. No, I'm just kidding. I'm sorry, Emily. I'm sweating it now. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, Emily. The... Um, but no, but I mean, whenever, you know, when you were laying out at the conference, the new things that we're doing, I mean, those are really some very unique application in church management, relationship management, mm-hmm. not really church management, mm-hmm. that really are going to be some cool things that, that honestly, our churches haven't been able to experience yet. Yeah, I feel like to date, we've just been working on all the boring features that you kind of have to have. You can't, you have to start with these, mm-hmm. and now we're getting to the ones that we've always dreamt of and, and, and been wanting to do. and. I mean, of course, there's some exciting things today, but I'm really excited about the things we get to work on, you know, going forward right now. So, uh, you know, one of your passions is is discipleship and trying to bring people through the journeys. What, what projects are you working on right now that you're excited about in that area? I would say that, you know, as a church, we've kind of been known for our evangelism. Mm-hmm. I mean, just when if you ask other churches about, you know, what is New Spring about it's evangelism? And I would say over the last several years, we really— have shifted some from just that evangelism our evangelistic mindset to really trying to take people on a journey mm-hmm. and the journey that that we that we're trying to take people on is basically four steps we want them to know god we want them to find freedom we want them to to still to then experience purpose and then find family mm-hmm. and we believe whenever you know god and you know really who it is who your identity is in christ and then whenever you find freedom from the things that have been holding you back then you really can see that purpose that God has for you. When you find and see that purpose and you start doing it in a community with family around you, you start living an overflowing life. And so at New Spring Church, we want every person that attends New Spring to have an overflowing and experience something beyond what they currently experience. And whenever I say an overflowing life, what I mean is the world defines things by almost how much you can get. You know, if you took a monetary type stuff or you look at, acquiring either power or wealth or whatever the, the thing may be. The Christian life is all about giving away. I mean, Christ gave it all for us. Whenever I think about an overflowing life, you've got to be giving, when you're overflowing, you're giving something out to mm-hmm. other people. And what I believe is whenever you're overflowing, it's going to open up space in your heart, in your life for God to do more. So if you're asking me what our discipleship mm-hmm. journey is right now, on a high level, that's what we're talking about now. Mm-hmm. Now, the next question is, so how can technology help with that? You know, certainly there's ways that, um, you know, to find family, group finder, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, that's a simple thing. I think there's some advances we can make in the way that we connect people. Whenever it's talking about finding purpose, there's there's assessments that we can give people, which um, is a healthy growing leaders. leaders. Mm -hmm. So that's a new feature in V9. So that's available to people as of this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Well done. So, and there's five assessments in there to help people find who they are and, you know, and use that to be able to find purpose. So, um, those are a couple things of, of the way technology can help us in our discipleship process. Obviously, things like knowing God and, you know, tracking someone's process or someone's progress as far as meeting Jesus or getting baptized or then, you know, connecting to one of our, what we're calling our connect classes or other ways that we're able to use the relationship management system of rock mm-hmm. to be able to connect people and to be able to track where they are in the process. 
So, you know, one of the things I've been impressed with working with your team, because, you know, we work with them really tight. And, and we got to witness in the services this weekend was all the ways you do that connection, like text to workflow. You guys had mm-hmm. so many opportunities to text to workflow to get into a connect group, is that mm-hmm. what it's called? To get some content that, you had, you know, a very special topic this weekend, you want to get more content out. So you, you use text workflow. I mean, we, it was like three or four times the 30303. Mm-hmm. Yep, yes, so that's up. our number. Yeah, it's a good number. I don't <laughs> yes. know. That's a cra- crazy. You got that number. That's good. Um, but you guys are totally using that. It's, it's so cool to see the technology in use. And it's, it helps us because it's one thing to write technology, but mm-hmm. to really see it in use, and especially in that ministry mindset, it really kind of fills up our batteries. We know one thing that, you know, statistics will, will show that people answer text messages. By and large, I think it's 95% of the time somebody's going to respond to a text message, email and stuff like that. You have a reten- or you have a response rate of something. You're doing good if you get like 30%. Mm-hmm. Or actually, no, mm-hmm. you get, you're doing good if 30% of the people open the email. And then if someone actually takes a step through the email, it's like 4% or mm-hmm. something like that. So, so what we found with text to workflow is that when we're in a service and somebody texts groups to text to workflow, they get an immediate response back that says, hey, you know, fill this out. We're going to identify you. We're going to try and help you get connected to a group and that kind of thing. And we're, we've had a lot more success connecting people through that through that way, 30303, mm-hmm. versus trying to, you know, have them sign up for something and sending them an email and that kind of thing. So whether if it's groups or toolkit, like we did this weekend with some content that we wanted to distribute out, we've done it. Uh, I mean, I don't know. How, I probably should go look and see how many keywords we have, but we have got a ton of keywords. I've filtered that, that, through it once in your in your instance. It's quite a long list. Yeah. And, and there's some good ones in there, too. I mean, and there's some funny ones. You have you guys have a good sense of humor, too. <laughs> yeah. If, well, what's the one if you text? Uh, anyway, I, uh, I won't get into that. But there are some because <laughs> I know we, know, you're talking about. We, we know we have some sarcastic people in our church <laughs> that will text probably inappropriate things. So. When they text an inappropriate thing, we have a response for them. Oh, that's, that's pretty funny. <laughs> but you guys, <laughs> but I'm not going to go funny. into any of that. No, this. no. <laughs> you guys develop a lot of content. Whom you guys have a lot of devotions that you mm-hmm. guys put out. I mean, that's it's remarkable the amount of content that you guys put out, and then personalize it to in, in, in the experiences within your apps or your websites. Mm-hmm. So you guys make an amazing amount of content. How do you guys generate all that content? Well, we have a content team, mm-hmm. and it's actually a fairly small team. I think there's three people that are on that team. Um, but what our goals are is we, we write a devotional every day. We write two or three articles a week. And we also do some additional, that would be supplemental content around, we do a need to know to kind of keep our people informed of what's going on and that kind of stuff. But honestly, most of those, those folks are, are more editors instead of mm. actually content creators. Because we have a team of, I think, 50 or 60 volunteers wow. that will, all of our devotionals are written by um, volunteers. Wow. And then they're edited by a staff member. But uh, so it's been pretty cool to be able to see what God has done with that. And, you know, it's, it's another one of those ways that if you can get someone, you know, involved in the process, they're a much more bought in even person in the church. Typically they grow more if they're, you know, actually serving in the church and doing that. So, and those folks that write content and all, they don't traditionally would see themselves maybe as a door holder yeah. or you know someone that would right. do some of their traditional volunteer roles. This is a new opportunity too that uh, that we've seen. So the way we get it done is through our volunteers, I and mean, we've got some awesome volunteers that we're super thankful for. That's you have awesome volunteers it. on every front. I mean, mm-hmm. facilitating our 
conference this year as well, your volunteer team is incredible. They just stepped right in and they're helping run the event with us. They're so friendly and so kind. And your staff members that we interact with, it's a pretty big group on a regular basis. They, they interact in the rock community. They encourage our team. Um, you know, they just help facilitate things so nicely. They're really engaged. How, how do you help make sure that that's passed down through your team? I think, number, I'll go back to the discipleship path that we have or whatever, because someone that's overflowing, it's just going to come out of them. You know what I'm saying? And so we, and honestly, we've spent a lot of time with our staff making sure that we have an overflowing staff before we ever try and figure out how to have an overflowing overflowing congregation or you know attenders so we have really poured a lot into our staff and into our you know key volunteers which is who you would see like at one of these conferences really trying to help them you know get free from things find their purpose and then honestly whenever they find that purpose we put them into a role that god has wired them for and really it's not hard for them to overflow because they're doing something that they enjoy you know so um and i, I don't want to by any stretch make people think that somehow we got it all figured out because we don't have it all figured out but man we got a few things and we have some awesome volunteers that have really been able to 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 just you know operate in the passion and the gifting that god has has placed in them and i think it's evident whenever others are able to come and to be able to interact with them that they enjoy what they do they do evidence a good word for that they're very passionate there's a lot of joy Mm -hmm. yeah so one of the things I think you guys have done an incredible job on is from the very beginning, even now, just helping other churches understand Rock. And, you know, because we don't have a, a sales force. We don't want a sales force. You know, our sales is our community. And you guys are champions on that. Can you tell me a little bit more about that and, and how you guys help people bring yeah. closer to Rock? Well, I would say, number one, I feel like that the the mission that you guys have is very similar to our own mission in terms. I mean, everything we do, we really want to try and give it away. Mm-hmm. You know, we feel like God has provided the resources for us to either write content or to to do something. And if and if He's done that for us, then let's give it to other churches so they can have some of that content. Uh, like our kids' curriculum, we give all that away. Mm-hmm. Um, the, that's not those three people. That's that's a, a little larger team that, that creates the kids' friend curriculum. But with that, I. You know, I, I really felt that our hearts were in alignment early on in terms of really y'all's passion is to resource the church. Mm-hmm. And you're doing that through code, mm-hmm. more so than writing a devotional or that kind of thing, but it's just as important. You know, something that uh, that I, I believe I said this uh, yesterday, but, you know, people like us aren't seen by many people mm-hmm. in the church, but they're felt by everyone. You know, because when we write a workflow, or whenever we do some code in the background, very few people are ever going to know our names, which is totally cool, mm-hmm, right? right? But whenever they actually, when a workflow actually helps a volunteer or helps a pastor to do it, you know, to discipleship someone better, it's felt by that person. And using the resources that we have in Rock, it's just amazing to be able to see what is is the potential there. Mm-hmm. So whenever I talk to other churches, that's what I want to talk to them about. Mm-hmm. It's, hey, it's not so much just about the technology. It's not about the funding. It really is about resourcing pastors and resourcing staff and volunteers in order to discipleship better. So, and honestly, it's not a hard sell whenever you talk about that because it resonates with most pastors. It resonates with most staff um, because that's what we're about. You know, our heartbeat is about helping people know Jesus better. So, um, you know, and growing in their faith and that kind of thing. So, yeah. And the story, I mean, since you guys have been on Rock for so long, the stories you guys have about how technology and processes, mm-hmm. you have to have both, 
are making a difference in people's lives is, is incredible. We have some stories that have come out of the conference from you and lots of people. We're trying to, this year was about trying to get stories. And uh, I would encourage people to, to get the content subscription so you can hear those stories because mm-hmm. some of them are just so impactful. Uh, and we're, we're actually going to tell another one of your stories at the end here in a few, mm-hmm. in a few minutes. So, well, you know, stories are so powerful. I mean, mm-hmm. whenever you, you really are trying to connect somebody's heart to something and they see a story or they hear a story of, of something that happened, you know, your it put, can pull on your heartstrings and stuff, and it just it it's, it, it, it moves from zeros and ones to a person's face or a person's name, right. and that matters um, because it is about people. It's not about zeros and ones. It's it's about the individual that's life that's going to be impacted and forever be changed. And we don't know what the kingdom impact of rock is. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's massive, I'm sure, but. I'm excited just the, the potential of God using y'all's gifts, the gifts of the people that are at this conference, others that the community of Rock, just to be able to develop new things that are going to help people, you know, experience Jesus on a new in a new way, to be able to grow in their faith, and to be able to experience an abundant life that John ten ten promises us. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, the enemy's coming to steal and kill and destroy, but God's come to give us life and give it to a full or abundant. Right? And uh, so, you know, any way that we can do that. And I know one way that we use rock for it is to be able to help people experience that. So it's yeah. been really awesome. And we love those stories because as a staff, we don't get to see those on the front line. We're like a line back. Mm-hmm. And we see a lot of numbers, like how many churches are using rock. Well, that number's interesting, but doesn't really move our needle. But this, but one story about one person will just encourage us and our staff for, for weeks. Yep. And so we love hearing that stuff. It's awesome. All right. Thank you so much for joining us today, Michael. And again, thanks so much for hosting and for sharing your staff and your volunteers and all of your resources with us for this conference and for everything that you do throughout the year for us. We greatly appreciate it. Hey, I'm happy to be here. Anything we can do to help you or help the community, man, we're here and our team's here to be able to serve. So thank you. You're welcome. This episode of Rockcast is brought to you by Rock Partner Missional Marketing, an SEO and advertising services provider. Connect with Missional Marketing today at rockrms.com slash partners.